Hi everybody, this is Sarah Thomas from Delight by Design, and you're listening to the Age Tech News Founder Series podcast. Over the past several years, we've seen Age Tech shift from niche to mainstream. On this show, we sit down with startup founders to hear about how they're changing the lives of older adults around the world. So today we have Riaz Ali from Sedan. Welcome, Riaz. Nice to be here. Uh, so tell me, who or what inspired you to join the age tech world? Uh, for me, uh, focusing in on this space really came from uh, my role at Scan Health Plan. Uh, I was a chief marketing officer there where one of my primary responsibilities was to help uh, grow the business, grow more membership, and that's a primarily marketing enterprise. And anybody who is near uh, 65 or um, loves someone who is near 65 has an experience of, uh, of their mailbox getting flooded and the information being promotional, confusing, and ultimately not necessarily designed to help them make the right decision. Uh, for me, it really codified a deep belief that in order to access healthcare, um, you really need to make the right healthcare coverage choice. And so there's a real uh, relationship between the kind of Medicare coverage you pick and ultimately what kind of healthcare experience you're going to have. And so we saw it at Sedan and are seeking in our work to really advance that through technology uh, to making sure that there is transparent and clear information and really making sure that the agency of that decision is back in the hands of the consumers as opposed to in the hands of the health plans or the brokers. Yeah, I, the, the work that you do is so important. And I think that, you know, we've seen that more and more uh, over the last few years while people are sitting home during the pandemic being kind of assaulted digitally and, and through the news of what they should sign up for and how. So um, I think, you know, you touched upon it, but, you know, how important is this problem that you're trying to solve? Exactly what do you think the problem is? So, yeah, you know, think about, let's put some numbers on it. There's going to be uh, over 70 million people that are going to rely on Medicare uh, in the next 10 years. Uh, that number is growing. Second thing, the, uh, the population is aging, which means their healthcare needs are changing, which means healthcare coverage is going to get more and more important. It is by far one of the largest public utility uh, programs that we have in the country in terms of delivery of healthcare. Um, there's $12 billion or more spent a year trying to market to people and this is really a growth industry and it's positioned as a growth industry. And so for us, this is a public health issue where you've got a public health program that is uh, promoted uh, through marketing enterprises fundamentally to drive what needs to be a healthcare issue. And so we view this not just as an individual consumer issue, but as something that's a societal issue where can we make better use of the public health dollars to educate and to help people land on a more confident decision. Um, to put the pain point in perspective, Sarah, I was, uh, we were at uh, uh, a meeting with some uh, near retirees uh, yesterday, uh, and uh, we were all sort of gathered together, and our job was to just sort of have conversation and understand what they were going through. And uh, somebody who's, uh, you know, about eight months out from Medicare uh, came in to ask some questions, and she couldn't really even figure out whether or not she needed Part A, Part B, Part C, Part D, and on top of that, um, her husband has health insurance, and she wanted to make sure that she didn't lose that when she signed up for Medicare. Now, here we have somebody who's transitioning and is really looking at this decision and concerned that by electing for Medicare, she's actually going to lose health care coverage. 
that's just not how it's designed to be. And this is an information issue. This is a information consumption issue. It's not sexy, Sarah, but it's really, really important. And it's really, really gnarly to unpack. Oh, it's so important and it's so confusing and it's so noisy and, and you're right. Even people who are trying to seek information have trouble sorting through it and need that guidance. So, you know, what in, in a minute or less, what, what's uh, overall the solution that you're bringing to market? So where we've been focused, Sarah, and our work has really been uh, around harnessing the power of technology to uh, democratize access to information. Uh, to create um, not just transparency in it, but consumability in the information. Now that's part of the solution. The other part of it is, and this is part of the evolution of where we're going and more to come on this. I can't say too much about where we're headed, but part of this is in also connecting them with community support in order to unpack this information. So our ultimate platform is technology plus trusted community voices in order to be able to deliver localized help for the individual so that if you're living in my backyard of Long Beach, you can say, okay, this is what my Medicare experience can be. And you're not getting counseled by somebody who may be living in Indiana who may not know your backyard so that you're making a personalized decision. So that's really where we've been focused. Yeah, the resources can be different everywhere. So that's really a wonderful approach. Um, I know everyone's at a different phase, so you may not have a, a full impact story, especially as an earlier stage startup, but do you have any stories of uh, of impact, direct impact that you've made, or even with the people involved in your organization on impact that you've made? Yeah, I would say that for, for us, um, the uh, it, it it's evident in uh, the conversations that we have when we talk and we share our platform and people go through it. It's, it's really around, um, you know, confidence is a hard thing to measure, but you see it when you see it. Uh, and so for us, uh, you know, it, it's conversations like the one that we had yesterday where you're talking, somebody comes in and you're able to uh, uh, maybe unpack a little bit of their uh, and reduce their anxiety and point them in the right direction. Um, so much of this, you know, the impact we're trying to have and what our aspiration is, Sarah, is that people don't feel like they're in the back seat when they're making their, this decision, where they feel like they're in the front seat. So um, I'm hoping that uh, our most impactful stories are yet to come. Uh, and uh, certainly, you know, ho hope, hope to be able to share more in the future. Yeah, you know what I love too is that um, you're at least having the stories right now of all the need. You're validating how much need there is out yeah. in the market, and those are quite compelling stories. Yeah. They're really powerful, meaningful stories to make sure that you're reminded all this hard work yeah. you're doing is on the right track because people I, certainly have this. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have no. I have. We will be hearing the impact stories for years to come. I'm sure. So um, if we look at 10 to 20 years, assume everything goes as planned and, and you know, uh, what does the future look like? What, not for your organization, but how's the world impacted if, if this all uh, goes as planned in, in 10 years? Uh, well, um, I would say that, uh, first of all, I hope that the impact doesn't take 10 to 20 years. One of the biggest areas that I would say, um, um, and, and this is an area where we are focused in as an organization is less about the solution. There's, a, there's an underlying policy environment that's really, really important because as we know, we're talking about a public benefit program. And so what happens around uh, this, uh, this sector is governed in no small part by what happens from a regulatory standpoint. So I think some of the impact that we've begun to see, and even if you look at the headlines now and congressional hearings, 
we're sitting here in you know end of Zoom. Uh, there are more and more hearings around what's happening with Medicare and specifically around some of the marketing practices. So what happens five to ten years from now? We have a we have a shift in the policy paradigm that 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 moves us away from treating Medicare enrollment as a marketing and growth environment, and it is more patient and beneficiary centric. It is more designed around the beneficiaries and allowing them to have greater agency in their decisions. Um, and some of the money that's spent on this is pulled out and actually rerouted to delivering care. So one of the one of the uh, the things that that in, in the early days we talked about as a team is you know our ultimate goal is to be out of business, to be to be irrelevant, uh, because what's happened is that the that the system around it has has built and uh, such that we don't need to exist. Uh, and that's a very weird thing for a startup to say, but but it is truly where we believe um, this needs to head. Yeah, truly transformative systemic change is, yeah. is needed. And I, I love that you're on that mission. Um, so doing all of this important work and, and building a startup is extremely uh, stressful and tiresome. Um, what is a tip out there to keep uh, other founders sane in their process? Do you have any tips or tricks? Uh, I think uh, the the one that I rely on most. So I will, you know, I won't I won't portend that this is the best one, but I have found it incredibly valuable to meet other founders. Um, so there's a lot of support out there. So find yourself a good set of peers, uh, and and be authentic uh, about your about your challenges. Uh, when you are when you are that way, it is remarkable how many people will both relate. And then see how and if they can help you. If nothing else, just be a a, a a a a good sounding board or just somebody to bend an ear. And that's what gets through the hard times. It it's true, and I think you know that's why we're doing this series. Founders are unique individuals out to make change in the world, and and we don't only want to hear the stories of the solutions that you're bringing to market, um, but we want to hear your stories, and that's helpful to each other to. And for each other to build community of other founders and and share and support each other because you're right it's a unique path and it's a challenging one and nice to have that support mm -hmm. uh, but we do want to follow you and your progress uh, so how can the viewers or listeners uh, learn more about your uh, what you're up to yeah so I would say but you know the, the best thing is to is to take a look at www.saidan.com. Uh, uh, we have a, a LinkedIn page as well, and that's where we are sharing important updates. I think just uh, again, in the spirit of full transparency, we're in a we're in a transition stage, and there'll be more announcements coming soon. Uh, but uh, absolutely, uh, and you know, absolutely follow me on LinkedIn, uh, and and hope to be sharing more about both our journey, but also important work in this area that a lot of other actors are doing. But that's the one thing. Sorry, I know that I'm off script here, but this is the other thing that I think is just really worth. Uh, uh, mentioning for me one of the things that excites me about the space we're in is actually the amount of energy and com there are competitors out there now there are incumbents but there's also a lot of startup energy around this very problem and that's part of the validation that like hey we're not the only ones trying to tackle this and one of us will hopefully get it big and maybe all of us together will be part of the solution Absolutely, and and you're right. I think that there is a lot of energy around it, uh, around the space, and around all of the the solution. And the more we raise light to the the challenges, the more people gather to invest time, energy, money, resources to to solving these challenges. 
uh, bringing solutions out. So I, kudos to you, and we will definitely follow you on social media and on your website uh, with more news to come. I'm sure it sounds like you have some things cooking. Um, so thank you for joining us today, and thank you listening. Um, thank you for listening, everyone, to the H Tech News Founder Series podcast. Uh, we co-host this by, with myself, Sarah Thomas, and Max Zamkow. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today. For current news focused on fundings, exits, and opportunities in the world of HTech, head to htech.news. If you're an HTech founder looking for help, reach out uh, to myself at sarah at delightbydesign.com, or if you're looking for funding, contact max at thirdact.vc. That's all for this episode, and we'll see you next time.